What's up, horror fam? You know what time it is. And tonight we're talking James Wan. Let's, Let's get, get into, into this. this. Right. Yeah, that's right, guys. You heard that. We're talking James Wan. This Hell is yeah. part two or episode two of our director series. We are going to be talking about James Wan tonight. However, we're going to do a little bit of business before we do that. And uh, so, if you're just listening to this on Spotify or iTunes, wherever you may be finding it, and you're not following us on Facebook, guys, jump on over to the Facebook page, say what's up, start a conversation, you know, uh, like it, tell your friends about it, share it, let everybody know what's going on. Come start a conversation with us, guys. We're highly active on there. It's a good way to get a hold of us. As also, it's uh, we do a live show. The last Saturday of the month, guys. And you guys can talk to us live on there, so it's a real good time. Yeah, and that's coming up in just a few short weeks. Yes, yes. So it's going to be a great time, guys. So if you're just listening to this and you're not on our Facebook page, come check us out. Hell yeah. Where else can they find us? Uh, You can find us every Friday night on CraniumRadio.com. CraniumRadio.com. Check out the Horror Chronicles podcast every Friday night at 9 Central, 10 Eastern. That's right, guys. And you can listen to them. For anything. Yeah, you know, 24 no. hours a day, seven days a week. They got some of the best music, the best DJs. Yeah, awesome. Killer station. Awesome, guys. Also, join our YouTube page, guys. Uh, if you haven't, you need to go over there and subscribe to our YouTube page. Click that notification bell. That way you know whenever we're putting stuff up. Yeah. We are getting ready to. We announced on our last episode. I don't know if anyone, if you've heard it yet, but uh, well, we, we have. We know people have listened to <laughs> Yeah. We just checked, and we know quite a bit of people listen to it. Uh, we introduced some new members that we have on the uh, horror family over here at the Horror Chronicles, guys. And members they are. Members. Units. They are units. <laughs> but, uh you know we love you, Bradley yeah. and Kale. <laughs> but anyways, guys. And Jim. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, they're going to be putting up some cool-ass shit on our YouTube yeah. page. Yeah. We're getting ready to start doing investigations and all kinds of cool shit. So yeah, be killer. go over there and check it out. And if you want to peep some of this badass merch, where can they get that at, JT? You can get that over at uh, tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-P-U-B-L-I-C.com. That's right, guys. Check uh, it out. Just type in Horror Chronicles Podcast, or you don't even have to type in podcast. Just type in Horror Chronicles, and our merch will pop right up. We've got our own storefront. If you go to our Facebook page... There's a little button right on top of the page. It says Shop Now. You click that, it'll take it take you right to our storefront over there on tpublic.com. Hell yeah, guys. Peep that merch just to represent your horror fan, man. Pretty cool. And I got to give a little shout out to uh, my buddies over at Beyond FM. Uh, Beyond FM is a uh, radio station out of St. Louis, Missouri. They uh, specialize in promoting local music. Uh, just show them some love. Go over and check them out. It's uh, beyondfm.net. Uh, they are starting a new series. Starts tomorrow night. It's the Sunday Nights in the Pit. In it's the all pit. local St. Louis metal. And yours truly, my band Lunatic, is going to be the first song on the bill. Woo! So you got to check Holla. that shit Holla. out. Holla. Hell yeah, guys. Go check that out. And that's the business. That's the business. So we're going to jump into this juicy-ass podcast about one of probably most of our listeners' favorite directors. Yeah, he's one of the greats. I mean, and it's so funny for us to term, uh, to give him that term or to coin that phrase with him because he's so young. You know, he uh, he really has only been doing this 
about 20 years. Yeah. You know, and well, he's, he's probably one of our favorite directors, producers, writers, whatever. This guy is, uh, he wears many hats. He's a jack of all trades. He does it all. And his name is James Wan. James yeah. Wan, guys. And, uh, you know, speaking of his age, he was born, this is kind of cool, he was born February 26th, 1977. My birthday is February 27th. Oh. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool. I'm like, sweet. Hell yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, um, what's crazy about this is, did you look up where he's from? Yeah, well, he he's actually uh, Malaysian born, but he lives in Australia. Well, he was he's Malaysian. Right. If you look at him, you can tell he's Mal- he, Malaysian. He's However, of uh, Malaysian-Chinese descent. He's born in Australia right. and has lived there his whole life. So when you see, when you, I've watched a shit ton of interviews with him, and when he talks, you can just hear the Australian accent. Right. Oh, yeah. Hardcore yeah. coming out. I'm like, holy shit, man. It's kind of yeah. crazy. And like we said, this guy, he's a film director, screenwriter, producer. He's even a comic book writer. He put out a series of uh, graphic comics. Yeah. That, uh have done very well and which and he's had some movies uh, which makes me excited about of those. the fact that he if it ever happens is working on a mortal Kombat. yeah yeah that kind of makes me excited so talk about that stuff at the end oh i know, I know. <laughs> and it's it, you know it's just um i love james wan uh he is by far has come to be one of my favorite fucking directors and writers yeah, I mean, his movies are so chalked full of atmosphere. It's pathetic. Well, and we're going to talk. Mean, it is just. We're going to talk about that. Um, he has put out some of the creepiest shit, and you know, in recent history. I well, mean, just, well, just to name some of the stuff he was involved in. Of course, you know, he directed the first Saw, right, which um, came out in two thousand four. Mm-hmm. And then he, you know, produced. He had a, bit, a part in the other ones, right. Uh, now, there's a movie called Demonic mm-hmm. that he wrote. Yep. Um, and then, you know, Insidiouses and Annabelle's and the whole entire Conjuring universe, which he created. Yeah. I got to tell you what really turned me on to James Wan was uh, in 2007, he released a movie called Dead Silence. Yes. Um, that movie did not do very well at the box office, but oh. I absolutely love that movie. Yeah, and we're not going to delve. It, I watched it again this morning. Yeah, I'm going to watch it. It's a great movie. Actually, just great watched that movie. movie a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, just so fucking creepy. Which is kind of the reason why I come up with the idea to do this episode tonight. Because right. I just watched it. I'm like, man, what's, we should do that. Um, but we're not going to delve into the movies themselves per se we're going to talk about a lot of the movie because we're going to talk about the way he directed them and all kinds of other things like that but we're gonna we're not going to get into the movies themselves because we're going to have we're going to do episodes on those movies yeah yeah let me let me run down a little list if you guys don't know the kind of stuff that james wan has put out we already talked about saw from 2004 he did dead silence in 2007 he did two movies that year he did another movie called death sentence which i don't know if you guys have seen that but it's got kevin bacon in mm-hmm. it and he's a uh an ex uh, marine that ends up losing his mind and uh, it's a vigilante movie uh james wan kind of based that off of the death wish series mm-hmm. uh pretty cool uh then we talked about the insidious movies uh you know he directed the original Insidious, which came out in 2010, uh, and then he produced on a bunch of the other ones, uh, which there are four now. 
Um, the Conjuring, uh, one of the best. God, that movie's got a little bit of everything in it. Guys, um, watch it's it. It's probably one of the best ghost stories, demonic possession, witchcraft. I mean, it's got everything in it. That movie came out in 2013. Um, huge success for him. Huge. Huge. Uh, and <laughs> it was huge. Huge. Uh, Insidious Chapter 2, uh, he directed that in 2013. He also directed a movie that some of you non-horror fans probably love, and that's uh, the Fast and Furious series. He did Furious 7, uh, which came out in 2013 also with The Conjuring. Or, I'm sorry, it came out in 2015. I'm yeah. sorry. And then in 2016, he released The Conjuring 2. And then the one that kind of blew my mind whenever I saw it, uh, whenever I sat down to watch that movie, because I watch a lot of the credits because I want to know who's involved in them, directed by James Wan, fucking Aquaman from 2018. And you can tell. No wonder that movie was so fucking good. You can tell, by the way, because we're going to get, what we're going to do is, guys, we're going to get into the way he... He directs things now, and the way he writes things. I know that we're a horror podcast, and I just brought up two movies that are totally non-horror related, and that's Furious 7 and Aquaman. I brought those up for a reason, and here's why I brought them up. Aquaman and Furious 7 both grossed over $1 billion at the box office, Dang. making James Wan the eighth director in history with two films that have reached that milestone. That's awesome. There are not many people have done that. In fact, he is the first Asian director to ever do that. That's sweet. That's fucking sweet, man. Yeah. I mean, we're talking $1 billion. A billion dollars. One billion dollars. That's a lot of freaking zeros. Fuck yeah, dude. You know? Well, and uh, he also had a part in with Lights Out. Well, he was a producer in Lights Out. So, um... And, you know, like you got on here, La, La Lorena, The Nun, the whole Annabelle series. Yeah, he produced a lot, a lot of movies. Um, a lot of these movies he did with a really good friend of mine. Or mine. A really yeah. good friend of his. Sorry. Call I this fuck, guy was a friend I say, call this fucker up. Let's get him uh, on a damn podcast. And I'm going to screw this guy's name up, but it's a Lee... Juanel. Juanel. Um, he has been in several of these movies. James Wan actually met this guy in film school, mm -hmm. and they became real good friends, and they worked on a short story for the Saul movie mm -hmm. and released it to uh, some of the um, Hollywood uh, movie studios, and somebody bid on it, and they actually created a full-length movie. Yeah. Um, so. I mean, James Wan is just, I'm so glad that he fucking came into the Hollywood. Holly, oh, yeah. The sure. horror Hollywood picture, you know, because, like, he just, horror really needed somebody to come be a savior, and James Wan definitely fucking pulled that card and played that, you know. Um I, I I watched a. Go ahead. Go well, ahead. I was going to say because Hollywood stepped on so many toes. Yeah. You know, yeah. look at guys like John Carpenter who got 
great director. Which uh, is episode John Landis, episode Sam one. Sam Raimi. All these great directors that Hollywood kind of snubbed their nose up to them, mm-hmm. you know. And then James Wan comes in and says, "Hey, motherfuckers, I'm going to make a billion dollars." Yeah, man. And he fucking did it. And uh, you know, James Wan. Uh, it's funny because most of the movies that inspired him um, were psychological thriller, psychological horror movies, um, movies that really necessarily didn't have gore. They were more fucking, um, you know, they made you feel and think. Uh, Poltergeist was a huge inspiration to him. Mm. Huge uh, Jaws as well, movies like that that really made you... I can see Poltergeist on a lot of his work. Yes. yeah. Well, it, Poltergeist was a huge, huge um, inspiration on him. He talked about that. I watched a shit ton of uh, interviews with him and uh, today, and just I was like, wow, man, that's so cool. Um, so as we said, guys, James Wan is a Malaysian, but he was born in... Australia. So when you see him talk, it's crazy because he straight has an Australian accent, yeah. but he looks Malaysian. It's it's crazy, but um, he's a really down to earth guy from what I see. Like he's just super fucking. He's a super fan of you know creepy things. Yeah, you know yeah. Uh, psychological thrillers. Like he, uh, so he has like this formula. You know, we talk about his movies like The Conjuring. And Conjuring 2, Insidious, and stuff like this. Um, and he has this way of making movies that uh, really get you feeling that fucking atmosphere we talk about right. all the time. Right. From the way that he makes his movie sets, from the way he puts in... So, we'll get into this. So, basically, um, he, James Wan likes to focus on characters. He says that basically you care more if you and the and the scares matter mm-hmm. more and uh the more you're in tune and in touch with the characters of the movie the more you're going to care if they try to if they almost fall out of a window right, or right. you know you're going to be you know you're he creates a connection He creates a connection with yeah. the characters that are that are in there now, once he creates that connection and actually you learn who these people are and you get to like them or you get to hate them, um, he builds that up so that whenever things happen, you care more about it. You're yeah. focused more. Yeah. Like, oh, shit. You know, he's going to, you know, oh, don't let him die. You know, things like that. Yeah. Now, that's part of it. And another part is how he builds his movies up. He builds scares up. Mm-hmm. He likes to... And you notice this in The Conjuring. There's a lot of fake scares. Right. There's a lot of, you know, oh, I'm going to walk here. I hear something. I'm going to go to this door. I'm going to open it very slowly. The music's kind of playing a little bit. You're like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Open it. There's nothing. Yeah. Oh, shit. He likes to build tension. He builds, yeah, he builds this up. He builds that atmosphere up, right? So, and then, um, once he gets these build up, and then he'll give you a scare. Now, he doesn't, he, he mixes up his scares, and by scares, you mean, I mean, the way that you got jump scares. Right. right. You know, there's not a ton of jump scares in his stuff. It's more of a slow build up, boom, 
boom. Like he's, yeah. he breaks them up into like it, seconds. It, get, it gets more intense and more intense and so, more intense until it climaxes. Yeah. So like the scene, um, the scene, the conjuring when, uh, the daughters, uh, lay on the bed and she gets her leg pulled. Yeah. She's like, boom, you get that quick leg pull. That's it real quick. And she's like, quit and kind of blow it off. Right. So, and everything's quiet. The atmosphere, the way he builds his sets. Okay. So like in this, like in this particular scene, it's dark. The lighting's just so much mm-hmm. to where you see her. You can kind of see the edges of the bed. Right. So you get that buildup of mm-hmm. how it leads into darkness and then it pulls her leg. Boom. She pulls like she pulls back up. Quit messing with me. So it's scary for a second. And then it stops. And you're like, you're like, okay. So you you think scares are done, right. and then bam, a real quick another one. And you're yeah. like, oh shit, there it is again. And then she sits up, and she's sitting there for a second. And another thing he does, you get this faint breathing in the background. Yeah, it's like a f- creepy human, like growly, deep kind of breathing, but okay. you barely yeah, hear yeah, it. Yeah. Okay. That's just the regular noise. I'm scared just sitting here. You know what I'm saying? So you hear this in the background. So she's sitting there, and she can't see anything, but she feels something, right? So this is, so it's been about 15 seconds between the last time you had a scare. It's building up. It gets to about 45 seconds, and then you see in her face that she's starting to think there's something under the bed. Right, right, right. So he fucking, so what she do? Here comes the music slowly coming in. Not very loud, but coming in enough to where, you know, and then she starts slowly going under the bed, slowly going to look under the bed, and boom, there's a fake scare because there's nothing there. Like, oh, shit, damn it, there's nothing there. About another five or six seconds, she's looking around, and all of a sudden, she sees something behind the door. The door starts to slowly shut. Then the intense is building again because now she has to lead back up from the bottom of the bed. So... So here's here's a here's a fucked up thing that ran through my head whenever I saw that movie. That scene is a uh, a complete uh, oh what's the word I'm trying to think of? Uh, not an imitation, but like an homage mm-hmm. to Poltergeist. Mm-hmm. When Robbie under, looks under bed, looks underneath the bed. I told you, Poltergeist doesn't plays. see anything, and when he raises back up, the, clown's that's when the clown is there and grabs him. Yeah, seeing Poltergeist is a huge inspiration. Like yeah. I said, to James Wan through his, all of his movies and mm-hmm. stuff. But yeah, so he builds these scares up, and his timing, yeah, his perfect. timing is spot on. Yeah. yeah, and then in this scene, you know, she starts to notice there's something behind the door, so she sits up. And you think something's going to be there, and it's not. So then you calm down again. Right. And you're like, fuck. You know, it's <laughs> building up that scene. Now, you still hear that faint breathing. Barely fucking hear it. If you're not paying attention, and you don't have it quiet, and you're not doing nothing but watching a movie, you may not even see it's there. Yeah. So, she's looking into the darkness. We can't see anything, but she can. And she's like, calls her sister to get up, you know. Mm-hmm. And she's like sitting there and the scene's building up. And the way this fucking girl's acting is fucking stupendous. I can't believe she didn't get a fucking Oscar for this right. fucking movie. <laughs> right. Because right. she is killer in this movie. Yeah. Um, that's another thing. He, his, his, his picking of actors and actresses. Mm-hmm. You know, 
everything he puts together, the way the set's set up, like I said. So in this scene, you know, he's sitting there, and then she's like, wakes up her sister, and her sister goes to the door. She's like, there's someone, there's something behind the door. And this is where it builds you up again because you're not there. However, she's standing at this door. And the way the lighting is, you can see the door open, and you see the, the, the hallway. You can't see shit behind the sister who's standing there. Right. And she's standing there, and, you can, and the girl's like, she's like, it's right behind you. And she's like, there's nothing here. And she's like, oh, my God, what is that? And, you know, she's yeah. like, and she's like, and the girl, the sister just looks over real slowly, and the door just zoom, slams shut. Yeah. Bam, there's that fucking jump, there's that jump yeah. scare. You yeah. know, it's a... Uh, the his fucking his timing his atmosphere it, it he has it down to a yeah. fucking yeah. science man sure. um the whole movie is like that mm-hmm. and with him he talks about how when normal when people think of horror movies or scary movies they think of gore and blood and yeah. all this stuff and even the first yeah, saw he's not into that even the first saw really wasn't that bloody no it had you know, some very unnerving yes, scenes on it. Yes. But, but uh, he's talking about, like, the, the mental aspect of it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the way he would uh, set up his music. He didn't need to use... There would be sometimes not a fucking thing is going on and you're scared shitless. Yeah. You know, she's that's something that I was going to bring up, you know, talking about this tonight with James Wan. I was watching a movie, and one thing I love about doing, like, the director series that we're mm-hmm. doing mm-hmm. is that, of course, me and you and most of our listeners have seen fucking assloads of horror movies, right? Right, right. So, and you know how these different directors film stuff. And what's cool about know? this is what, 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 what I really like, and I did this on purpose, I did a lot of research on James Wan and watched a lot of interviews. And I'm like, you know what? After watching his interviews, I was like, I'm going to go back and watch The Conjuring. And what I'm going to do is I know the movie like the back of my fucking hand. Mm -hmm. However, what I'm going to do now is focus on the way he set up the the fucking scenes. Right. The way he uses the music and the way that he fucking used the scares. And I'm going to go through and just watch this movie and check out everything besides what actually is going on in the fucking movie. yeah. You know, yeah. Get away from the distraction of the character. Yes, and look at the background. Look and the way he, what's going on. The way he sets up things. Yeah. Um. So like the scene where uh, the very first like hardcore scary scene, somewhat scary scene, whenever with the mom, right? She's upstairs folding clothes. Mm-hmm. By the way, the fucking soundtrack killer. Yeah. The way the music oh, yeah. he put in this was fucking yeah. the opening. I I love it. But anyway, um. Mom's folding clothes or whatever, and she hears something. So she goes out, and she's looking around what's going on, and she's like, you know, and it's the way he films it, the way the camera's moving. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, boom, 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 all the shit crashes on the fucking steps. She's like, what yeah. the fuck? And it's like, bam, right there. Yeah. And then so she runs down looking, and she's looking around, and the way, just the way the angles of the camera, uh, now, she walks into a dark room. She's walking into the, I think it's the living room or something like that, and it's real dark. But there's spots of sun, or the moonlight that's coming through the windows mm-hmm. where you see certain things. Yeah. So your eyes are like, what's... What me? Yeah, me as a horror fan, I'm like, okay, what the fuck was that in the background? Yeah. 
You know, I'm like, so I'm looking to see, I'm like, where the fuck is this coming from, you know? And he really fucking puts things certain ways to make you think there's something fucking there, but there's not. He tries to distract you, into, and then to when that jump, when that scare happens, mm, bam! It hits you that much it comes fucking from harder. A different direction. Yeah, yeah, you know, miss his misdirection was so yeah. fucking good. Yeah. Um, yeah. One of my favorite scenes from that movie was the the part where uh, Vera Farmiga, who plays Lorraine Warren, her and uh, Patrick Wilson are out in the yard, and and she's uh, she's hanging clothes on the line. She's yeah. actually taking the clothes off the line or yeah, whatever. Yeah. And uh, anyway, uh, Ed walks away, who was played by Patrick Stewart or Patrick Wilson. Sorry, um, he uh, he walks away, and she's taking the clothes off. And then all of a sudden, she looks up because the wind kicks up, and you can see the storm coming in, and all the sheets are blowing around on the on the line. And then all she goes to take this white sheet off the line. And it like rips out of her hand, and it goes to fly across the yard. And when it does, it like Hits wraps formation. around the body. Yeah, you know, and you can see a body standing in the sheet. And then all of a sudden, it blows up to a window, and you know, kind so, of put, presses yeah. up against the window, and then blows away. And when it blows away, you can see a woman standing in that window. Yeah, yeah, that that scene was just creepy as hell. Uh, yeah. That and the wardrobe scene. Yes, well, and that's the thing, like. Um, with that scene, um, or with the one I was talking about before, you know, um, just that little bit when she goes downstairs, mm-hmm. she's like, who's down there? Yeah. And all of a sudden, yeah. the door slams behind her, she falls down, it's pitch fucking black. Yeah. She fucking finally wakes up and, like, takes off running up to the top of the steps, and she's sitting there, and the door's, like, won't open. And she's got the matches. She's got the matches, so she's striking this match, right? There's almost nothing going on here. She's yeah. just sitting there. She's got the match lit, and like you're sitting there for a second. You're like, what the fuck? I'm looking in the background because yeah, it's dark. Yeah. You're seeing shades going on, and then so she like the match goes out. You're like, oh shit, the match yeah. is out again. She strikes it, and you're expecting something to be there. Nothing's yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. So you're like, okay, and all of a sudden you hear this faint. Want to play hide and clap? Slash back. Yeah, and then you see the hands. Come Dude, out. creepy clap. ass. Yeah. Oh, fuck, yeah. man. Yeah. Dude, this such a great movie. Well. And I know we aren't, we're not going to dive into that. I've used that movie because, A, I watched it today. And it's a fantastic movie. And um, I don't want to talk. If you are a horror fan, you've got to love this movie. Yeah, like, well, and so we're going to do a whole fucking thing it, about it. You know? I just didn't want, I didn't want to, I've been using it as an example, and I kind of realize that we're talking about it. But right. I, I'm trying to avoid talking about certain things because there's other movies, you know, like fucking Annabelle um, that he had a part in, you know. Right, um, right. Insidious is. All these movies that he has a part in and that he fucking puts his shit, his fucking stamp on, they have this fucking atmosphere yeah. that as soon as it happened, me and, me and JT were talking about it, you know, and it's like we, at the time, so this is in real time when these movies are coming out, we're like, dude, this fucking James Wan guy is fucking killer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, he. I his, have been impressed with him since Dead Silence. Uh, Dead Silence. I really. mean, um, it, you know, and what's funny is, is he didn't want to do Dead Silence. Yeah, he was forced to do it. Man, I got to tell you, like uh, his fuck. His I'm, mind is fucking. I'm, I'm just gonna say mean. it. I'm just gonna say it. It's like John Carpenter. 
the way he does atmosphere. Yeah, he he knows how to creep people out. Compared to comparing, you know, I'm not comparing. John Carpenter is a fucking man, you know, and James Wan is fucking amazing too. But like, I'm not trying to compare them as far as who's better. Right. But they both, when it comes to atmosphere, they understand what scares people. Yes, and making yeah. what's cool about it is, is I was thinking about this. Um, I was like, man, I've always wanted to write a book or write like a fucking um, screenplay or whatever or a movie, my own horror movie, like, you know, and thinking about it like that, you know, and fucking James, you know, and James Wan, James Wan is a guy who did that. Yeah. It's funny. When I was a kid, I used to write scary stories all the time, you know, just that's what I wanted to do. I drew pictures of haunted houses and Mm -hmm. wrote scary stories. That's just and what you, I did. You yeah. know, it's, uh, he, like, you kind of said it best when, when you said that he knows what scares people. Yeah. He knows what, basically, he can bring your fears out and put them into the fucking, onto the screen, man. And um, going back to the Aquaman situation, I know that's not a horror movie, but you could tell by the way the fucking movie was made, the atmosphere, the way he uses lighting. Yeah, yeah. You know, when I told, a perfect example again, I'm not going to, I keep talking about it, it. but The Conjuring, the way he uses lighting in this movie, the way he uses the music in this Mm -hmm. movie, certain, like like the beginning, um, whenever it shows, not the very initial beginning, because it talks about Annabelle in the very beginning, but once it gets into the actual movie, it's the time of the season, Great yeah. music, great yeah. song from back in the day. Usually not considered to be scary. Well, but see, when you're, in that whole movie, the way he filmed that movie, you felt like you were watching some old seventies or eighties. Yes, movie. and what I was going to say is, is like that song usually isn't a creepy ass song. No, but when you know what you're watching, and he puts it in a certain part of the movie. Oh my god! It turns it into a fucking. Look at what he did with Insidious with Tiptoe Through the Tulips. Tiptoe Through the Tulips. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that song is like the happiest song on fucking earth. And it's creepy and as a as fucking motherfucker. As, as you could. see what I'm saying? Now you're yeah. getting into what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, he's turning certain things that usually aren't fucking so creepy into something fucking super creepy. And just the way that he uses lighting in movies, mm-hmm. back to Aquaman, you know, kind of a little bit, I could tell, now that you mention it, when I watched that movie for the first time, Aquaman, because I like all kinds of other movies too, you know, yeah. I was like, man, this is a fucking cool-ass, kind of darker fucking... Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it was a fucking kick-ass movie, I mean, for one. But now that you... you, know, you now, but, yeah. now I didn't pay attention to who the director was, yeah. and now that, yeah. actually, now that I know that, I can tell. Yeah. I can see... The you way can he see filmed his influence things. on it, a hundred percent. The oh, what, yeah. the the tones that he used and the colors, the yeah. fucking lighting, all that shit. Yeah, it's so, crazy. So you know, talk about James Wan, the man. I mean, he he's done a lot of work with this Lee One uh, L uh, mm-hmm. guy who has been in a lot of his movies. Um, in fact, he was one of the how oh, I don't even remember what they called him, but one of the ghost hunter guys in the Insidious series. Yes. Uh, he was, uh, you know, one of the guys in the white shirt with the tie and mm-hmm. stuff, you know. Yeah. And uh, he's been in a few of his movies and stuff. And they've done so much together that, like, 
they know how each other think and they know what scares people yeah and and they just bring that to fruition i mean and he's just... done some work quite a bit of work too with david sandberg too yeah. uh, who yeah. um wrote some i think it was like uh, insidious or not wrote it but directed uh some of the insidious movies and things like that yeah uh, so so here we are we're all these years later you know, like we said, you know, The Conjuring came out in 2013, you know, Insidious Chapter 2, 2013. I mean, uh, the the 20-teens uh, years yeah. were fucking fantastic. Thanks to James, James Wan. Wan. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. You know, um, but he started this company called the Atomic Monster Productions, and it launched in 2014. And I know you've seen that logo on a bunch of different movies, even when he's not mm -hmm. directing it or whatever, he's got his hand Hands in that, in yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and, he, and the guy knows what he's doing, you know? Um, you know, there's so many other movies we could talk about. There's a, there's a movie that a lot of people complain about. I personally, I love the movie, and that was uh, 2018's The Nun. I thought that movie was fantastic. The, you know, and he was an executive producer on that Yeah, movie. and I mean, you, you tell. Know, and it's all part of that Conjuring universe. And you mm -hmm. can tell the way, like, again, the way the fucking... The way it was filmed. The way it was filmed. The atmosphere of that movie is just... He's fucking got that top. shit down like it's... Over the top. If we lose this guy, it's going to be a huge detriment to Hollywood. Fuck yeah. And well, just to the horror community, you oh, know? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, the guy is just insanely good insanely good um um he's done some other strange stuff too uh in 2019 james wan developed a television series based on the character swamp thing swamp from thing. Uh, the dc universe oh yeah yeah uh, yeah if you guys haven't seen so there was a movie that came out in the 80s uh i want to say that was 82 83 somewhere around in there called swamp thing uh and it starred adrian barbeau and it was a really cool movie. I remember seeing it as a kid. I love that movie. I've seen it numerous times. I haven't watched it in years. I did try to watch it probably about 10 years ago, and I didn't make it very far because something came up, and I just haven't got back to it uh, because it's not high on my radar, you yeah. know, because I watch so much horror. But, but uh, well, you, you know, know, so he's, uh, he's in the process of uh, – he has his hand in that, and in fact, I think that series has already come out. Well, it's like we talked about too, with you know him fucking having a part in Mortal Kombat. Yeah, if it happens, yes. I don't know what's yeah. fuck going on yeah. anymore. But oh, uh, you just wait till I get to the list that's at the bottom here. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I just wanted to stress out. I just wanted to stress the fact that uh, he his fucking his this guy just has. He has a way with movies. ESP. I mean, and the movies that we love. Exactly. You know? He just knows how to get inside your fucking head. Yeah. yeah. And what looks good and what looks fucking creepy, man. And like I said, he can turn a regular fucking thing and make it super fucking yeah. scary, you know. So, you know, I found a list of different things, you know, big movies that he's done. Um, You know, his uh, his first movie was a movie called Stygain. Uh, which came out in 2000. Uh, he directed, he wrote. Uh, it was an amateur film. Probably not many people have seen that. I have actually seen that movie. It's okay. Um, so, you know, in 04, he directed Saul. He also wrote the story for that. Um, 
Uh, here's another thing. I, I'm not a big Saw fan. Yeah, I, I mean, just don't. Yeah. I, I'm just not into it. Uh, Saw three. He wrote the story for that, and he was the executive producer. Um, he uh, was producer in all of the Saw franchises from Saw two on. Um, you know, Dead Silence. We've talked about. Uh, Death Sentence, we've talked about Insidious, Conjuring, Insidious Chapter 2, you know, uh, Furious Seven's on there just because we had to mention the $1 billion box office draw. Yeah. Uh, you know, these are all movies that he directed, you know. Now, The Nun, he didn't direct The Nun, but he wrote the story behind it. And the story's fucking creepy as hell because it's got to do with Valak, which is in the, in the, the Conjuring universe. Yes. Uh, you know, uh, Annabelle, Annabelle comes home. Annabelle come uh, home, which let me fucking say is one of my fucking favorite horror movies. Mm, Annabelle comes home. No, I Annabelle love creation. Creation. My bad. My bad. Annabelle creation. Annabelle creation. Was the yes. fucking best movie of that series. Jesus Christ, that movie's so good, but dude. Here, here's what. Here's why I wanted you to look at this list, though. So, think about how much we love The Conjuring. The Conjuring. He directed it. He didn't write the story. He didn't produce it. Mm -hmm. Look at The Conjuring 2. Yeah, all of it. Across he directed, the wrote, and produced. Can you imagine how fucking... Yeah. That's insane. That's insane. And how good and that it's movie, a good movie. Yeah, saying how good that movie is. And it's a good movie. Uh, you know, uh, of course, Aquaman, you know. So he's got some new stuff coming out uh, that we're going to talk about here in a minute. But I kind of want to get into the actors. So I found this cool little board that talks about the actors that he has in his movies. James Wan is one of those kind of guys that he likes to work with the same people. Uh, he likes to work with the same actors, the same film crew. If it ain't broke, uh, don't fix it. Exactly, exactly. So, like, you know, we've talked about this Lee, uh, Lee Whannell. Uh, this Lee Whannell has been in five films that James mm -hmm. Wan has created. Um, you know, the, Judith Roberts been in a couple. Patrick Wilson has been in five films. Uh, you know, well, if Patrick Wilson has been in, well, I, okay, I take that back. So Vera Farmiga, who plays Lorraine Warren's, only been in a couple, but that's only because those couple movies dealt with Ed and, and Lorraine, Lorraine Warren. Warren. Yeah. The other movies that Patrick Wilson did, he did not play yes. Ed yep. Warren. Yes. He played that was the Insidious uh -huh. series. Um, you know, and just, I, it's crazy the amount, uh, look at that, Lynn Shea. Yeah. You know, Lynn Shea, I love Lynn Shea. Yeah. You know, I have seen some older movies with her in them, and it was, it was like we were watching, my wife and I were watching something the other day. My wife and I watch a lot of classic stuff, like, you know, uh, it, well, right now my wife's on a murder she wrote kick. Um, which I, I'm not a huge fan, but it's kind of cool to watch them with her because it's like, oh my god, honey, that's fucking Brian Cranston. Yeah. Uh, wait, wait, how did he get that's in there? A, you know, yeah. That's uh, just one of those series that you know there was a shitload of fucking stars, stars in that. Kind of like uh, Tales from the Crypt, man. Tales from the Crypt was they the had same every way. single well, fucking Twilight Zone was that way. Uh, the Outer Limits really wasn't. I mean, they had some stars in there, but not like Tales yeah. from the Crypt or Twilight Zone or whatever. But uh, Night Gallery, Night Gallery had quite a few, you know. But uh, 
But, yeah, I mean, you know, James Wan, he just likes to work with the same kind of people. Yeah, well, something I see. Like you said, though, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Like, what I want to show, and I'm glad you brought this up now, this next little fucking list you got going on here. Oh, yeah. Look at the first movie. Yeah, yeah. Go go up to the top. Look at fucking Saul, okay? Saul had a budget. A budget. Of $1.2 million, okay? It fucking box office $103.9 million fucking dollars on that budget. That was his, his first major film. Fucking crazy. You know, you know you're in for the long run when your first major film fucking... Yeah, makes a hundred million, one point two million dollars over your budget. That's fucking crazy, man. A hundred point two million dollars over budget. Yeah, you know, and I mean, like you said, with Dead Silence, it kind of Dead Silence. Dead Silence kind of tanked at the box office. It's still, I mean, it, it had a twenty twenty million dollar budget. It, it made twenty two million. They made their money back, but I don't know why because. I thought Dead Silence was an excellent. Yeah, movie. I, and I still do. Excellent now, I, and I, you know, of course, we go into the Insidious. You know, yeah. it fucking got it had a one point five million and went made ninety seven. Now, look at the Conjuring. I want to talk about this real quick. <laughs> so, check this shit out, folks. The Conjuring, all right, had a twenty million dollar budget. Okay, twenty million dollars. Now, this also. Uh, with this movie, not only having that budget, but what he also had with this movie was a lot of backup from people in the industry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of people in the industry, yeah. once he got to this, the people liked, knew what he was about, knew what he had, and they were had his back on a lot of things. So he had a lot more things at his disposal. That being said, The Conjuring budgeted at $20 million fucking dollars, and it grossed. At the box office, three hundred and nineteen point five million fucking dollars. <laughs> Somebody made some fucking money, son. Some. I mean, he's not living in a mansion. <laughs> well, and then look at Insidious Chapter Two. Fucking five million dollar budget, one hundred and sixty one point nine million dollars. Yeah. So you know. Uh, I mean, even Insidious One, a one point five million dollar budget, made ninety seven million. Yeah, it, it, it's insane the amount of money that that what he can what he can do when he has the resources. And we're going to mention this again real quick, just because it kind of has to do with it. Like I said, with the resources. All right, so Furious Seven, not a horror movie we know, but just in this aspect of what we're talking about. He had all the resources he fucking need. A hundred and ninety million dollar budget. They basically told him you fucking spend as much as you want. A hundred and ninety million dollar budget, grossed over a fucking billion and a half dollars. So here's an interesting thing. So if you look at the right column, which is the production studio, he hardly ever uses the same production studio. Yeah, he likes to. uh, He likes to mix it up. He likes to share the share the wealth. Yes, yes, yeah. You know, he uh, I you can hand this guy a fucking turd and he'll fucking turn it into a <laughs> fucking diamond. 
He will. He will. Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, he's just a fantastic director, and he's good with people. The actors that you know, when you watch them and in interviews and stuff, the actors just love working with him because he's passionate. He cares. He, he, he likes is. the shit, man. Yeah, I mean, it's what sure, he loves for sure. So yeah. you know, I mean, just fucking crazy. Aquaman. 160 million grossed 1.1 billion dollars. Fuck, dude. Look at the fucking uh, even uh, Conjuring 2. Yeah. 40 million dollars. 40 million dollar budget. budget 320.4 million dollar fucking yeah. I, Crazy. Crazy. Like I said, you can hand this motherfucker a turd, he'll turn into a fucking diamond. <laughs> he will. He will. So, I I just But anyway, I ended up with the actors on there. Twice. Look at on the future projects. So here's here's future projects, and and I don't know how much Ryan got into this, but James Wan has got some fucking killer shit coming out, some killer fucking shit coming out. So he's got. So we all know we've been hearing about it for two years now. We've got the Conjuring. The Devil Made Me Do It coming out. Mm-hmm. was supposed to be released this year. Fuckers. But we all know because of COVID-19, Hollywood has been shut down and everything's you know, pushed back. Among other things. So now it's going to be released sometime next year. Uh, you mentioned this earlier, Mortal Kombat. Fuck, I mean, I can't wait. Uh, Especially if it's live action. I cannot wait to see what James Wan does with Mortal Kombat. Especially if it's live action. Like, oh, yeah. Fuck all, yeah. dude. It, and it's, it's going to be. Uh He's got another horror movie coming out called There's Someone Inside Your House. Uh, I think it's going to be along the lines of When a Stranger Calls. Mm-hmm. Uh, just kind of reading through the synopsis of it or whatever. Uh, this next one that we're going to talk about is uh, a movie called Malignant. This movie was based off of his comic book series. He's got a comic book called Captain Malignant or something like that. Uh, it was a whole series of comic, comics. Um, he is now doing a movie for that. Um, and then this is going to be a big one for me. The Nun 2. The Nun 2. I was so impressed with The Nun. I love the way they filmed that and the, the actors that they chose to play that. I mean, they got Vera Farmiga's little sister to play The Nun. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and then, uh, oh my God, what the fuck is Colin, the hell is that guy's name? Colin. Uh, I can't remember. Oh, he was in Fright Night and all kinds of f- fucking shit. Oh my god, Farrell. Farrell, uh, yeah, Colin Farrell uh, to play the the priest in that. So, uh, such a great movie. I hope they come back <laughs> for the second. Um, which, if you if you know anything about the first one, the first one actually leads into the Conjuring movie. Um, they show a they sh- in the end of the Nun. They show the the possession scene from the Conjuring, mm. uh, where she where he was telling the yeah, story about okay, it, yeah, taking yeah. a big part of her. Yes, that's actually at the end of the Nun. Uh-huh. So all these movies are playing together. Uh, Aquaman 2, uh, if it's as good as the first one, I'll love it. Uh, this one was kind of a cool one to me. He is doing a Knight Rider movie. Hmm. I am talking Knight Rider from the 80s TV series Hassle with Hall. Kit the Car. Uh, James Wan is going to do a, a full feature movie on that. Hmm. 
which I think will be interesting. I wonder who's going to get to play. They tried to revise the Knight Rider series back in the early yeah, 2000s. I remember 2000s. that. I remember that. And it was funny because I loved the car. The car, they used a Mustang for the new Did they? For the new uh, kit, uh, which was really cool. And no further ado, this is a big deal for JT. Read that, buddy. There's going to be a new theatrical adaptation of Stephen King's novel, Salem's Lot. And James Wan. James Wan is going to have a big part of that. Mm. I cannot wait. Salem's Lot is probably my all-time favorite vampire movie. I can't tell you how much I love that movie. Uh, I have talked about it on the air several times. That movie creeps me out still today. <laughs> uh, it was a uh, miniseries that came out in 1979, but it still holds up today. It, it's just a fantastic movie. The book, Stephen King, the book is even creepier than the series. Um, just, I absolutely love it. And for me to find out that James Wan is going to have his hand in a in a reimagining of that, just fucking, I almost did a fucking cartwheel. <laughs> have you ever seen a fat guy do a cartwheel? Hey, you're not so yeah. fat anymore there, buddy. Well, I'm not so fat anymore. But hey, um, this will actually be the third rendition. Yeah. Or rendition. That's a good, good word. Yeah. Uh, this will actually be the third uh, rendition of... Salem's Lot. The second one uh, came out in the mid-90s, starred Rob Lowe, and... Uh, Speaking of Rob Lowe... What was that dude's name? Uh, God, he was in Wings. Who knows? I, I don't remember. But uh, talking about Rob Lowe real quick, he just did an interview, he did a three-hour interview on Joe Rogan podcast. I actually like that dude. From, really? hear, from hearing him talk on the uh, podcast, anyway, unless I find out he's fucking one of these pedophiles. But anyway, uh, so far I haven't heard nothing bad about him, but in listening to him on the interview, he seemed like a pretty fucking average, cool, fucking down nerd yeah. motherfucker, you know? Yeah. Uh, so. So, yeah, man. Um, oh, yeah. Well, here, we might as well uh, talk about this guy here. Fuck him. We mentioned no. him earlier, uh, Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon, from what I hear, has now signed uh, to do the reboot of Nightmare on Elm Street. And that's he's a hand... Gonna, that, he's going to play Freddy Krueger. That's a hand-picked uh, person from fucking the man himself, Robert, Robert England. England. picked Kevin Bacon, and Kevin Bacon agreed to do it. That's fucking killer. So we'll see what happens with that. There hasn't been any... It's not in production yet yeah, or anything. But thinking about but it, the like... The word on the street is, is Kevin Bacon's accepted it. And I can hear him doing the... Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, that, yeah. that little fucking Kevin undertones. Bacon is such a great actor. And a lot of people were like, Kevin Bacon, what? What the fuck? Kevin Bacon doesn't do horror. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Stir of echoes. People. Kevin Bacon started his career in, in horror. horror, fuckers. Friday the 13th. Bam, got stabbed. Very first movie Kevin Bacon ever did. Yep. Got the fucking arrow through the neck. Through the fucking neck, bitch. Andy yeah. fucking Stir of Echoes. Stir of Echo. Great movie, great movie. Hollow Man, uh, that kind of horror, not really. He, uh, I watched that movie. Uh, oh, shit, just came out. Oh, um, You Should Have Left or something? You Should Have Left. That's, that's it. You Should Have Left. That was very good. Very good. 
Uh, he plays a really cool part in that. He's fucking yeah. psychotic, but yeah, know, yeah, yeah. He plays a really good part in that. But yeah, guys. Uh, yeah. James Wan, you got to give him props where props are due, man. The, the fucking. Ma- I'm fucking gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and I'm gonna say this. James Wan fucking saved horror to me. I I would have to agree to agree with you there. Uh. Because the late 2000s and teen, 20-teens were rough on horror, man. We had a lot of stuff that wasn't was touted as horror, but, man, it just wasn't, James Wan definitely wasn't living up to the hype. And James, and like, Wan, James Wan came, and I, I will honestly say James Wan changed the scene of horror in 2013 when he released Conjuring. Yeah, man, that movie's fucking... Uh, Conjuring is going to be a movie, and we're going to do a whole episode on it yeah. and the whole thing, yeah. but uh, it's it's a movie that's going to be fucking known in the horror world as a fucking beacon. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah. that movie's just so great, but... I, I, I'm, I'm just going to say it right now. You cannot be a horror fan and not appreciate that movie. Yeah, it's you know. fucking amazing. You, you can trash it all you want, but you have to appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it just James Wan, dude. You're fucking awesome, man. You are. You're uh, the man. You saved fucking horror to my eyes. Keep uh, doing it, dude. But yeah, that's, that's our uh, episode number two in our director series, guys. Hell yeah, James Wan. Our first episode uh, episode was uh, John Carpenter, the fucking man, the man. himself. Mm. Uh, man. If you haven't checked it out, go check it out. Uh, there will be many more episodes with the director series, and um, yeah, we just had a conversation tonight about some of them. Tobe Hooper, Sam Raimi, yeah, you man. Know, there's a there's a bunch of them out there. Well, they're John coming. Landis. They're coming. Yeah, they're coming. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, guys, that's it, man. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. We love you as always. You know that. Uh, oh yeah. Slowly but surely, everything's popping like it should. You guys uh, go on to YouTube. Don't forget to check it out and subscribe because there's going to be a lot of good shit going yeah, on over be there. There's going to some cool videos coming up uh, here in the near future. Yeah, so check that shit out, guys. That's going to be the end of this one. We fucking love you, as you know. And as always, until next time, keep it creepy.